Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! His buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. It is December 11th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Sports Radio. I am TJ Walker, joined by Nick Roush and Justin Kalen, our radio producer. Hope everybody had a great weekend. It is December 11th, which means it's my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Johnny. You did it. Wow. You did it, Johnny. You did it. You did it. Hope you have a great day. It's fun getting to to celebrate a little bit this weekend. Nick Roush, how are you? How was your weekend? Doing well. We celebrated my wife's birthday, which was uh, yesterday. So happy belated birthday, Brooke. Um, that was a lot of fun. Had a couple days off from the the blogosphere, so I did not. I just kind of not completely buried my head in the sand, but it was it was nice to sleep and not scan my phone at all hours of the day and much needed much needed so feeling good feeling refreshed ready to rock um just got 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 a lot in those three days including some rest so it was a it was a great weekend mr sports stalker did you get to see napoleon everybody's dying to know did i did get to see it i got enough of my chore done before and had enough time after so i went i went to my movie my movie theater sat alone and just and loved it loved it it wasn't now in fairness the movie when you make a movie about a guy like that's life like it it wasn't really one singular story it was like they were they were hitting fast forward through a lot of the stuff um but it was still like the battle scenes kicked so much ass It it was it was pretty pretty crazy pretty incredible uh i had heard that uh he in the movie comes up a little short you get do you get it? Yeah, yeah. You get it? Uh, short uh, you, joke. You maybe cut out there for a second. I don't I didn't hear any <laughs> hilarious laughter on the other on the other end of my headphones. Uh good. I'm glad you got to to see it. I want to see it as well. I have heard actually solid things about it. Um some history folks I know like absolutely loved it. Others didn't like it and even some cited the the reason you said that it's just like you can't realistically do a movie on him. Without it being probably like ten to twenty hours long, it's the best uh, representation I've seen for warfare of that era, though, where you're just kind of like it's pretty gruesome, pretty gruesome, and uh, and 
but it did demonstrate though, like the reason why he was so good is because he was innovative and didn't just line up infantrymen in like March. Uh, they were fast. They used like cannon. Um, so that was good. I, I also appreciated too, that like they did perpetuate some of the myths that are popular, but like the reason that like that, that was his doing, right? Like, uh, they said that his, um, he met his wife because, uh, like she told, she was a widow who told her son to go ask him for her late husband's sword. It was a family heirloom and he went and got the sword and hand delivered it to her. And that's when they were struck with love. And that was just the kind of, uh, bogus they conjured up to make the story sound good. Uh, because she was, um, uh, pretty promiscuous she was well 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 known she got around yeah i know i know that his love letters to her were very risque yeah and not safe was... not safe for the kiddos yeah yeah uh and that was one thing he was very sad when she passed because uh, he didn't get the love letters mm. yeah. yeah no more naughty texts exactly he, he got all the, his nudes deleted exactly the the, <laughs> the early days of of sexting somebody that knows a thing or two about sexting justin kalen what's up buddy what an introduction <laughs> on this monday uh i'm fantastic i like roush got a lot of sleep this weekend was not a good weekend in terms of sports for me i of course watched indiana get their butt absolutely kicked by auburn on saturday then proceeded to go three nine and one in my NFL spread picks. So I've I've had better weeks of sports gambling in my life. But no, overall it was a good weekend. I got to have breakfast with my sister and my mom and my Oma and Opa on Saturday. So that was real nice. Other than that, I didn't do a whole lot this weekend. So it, it was nice. It was a nice chill weekend just to relax, take it all in. How about you, TJ? How was your weekend? Scoots, three weeks left in the year, and you're still hammering in on your early 2023 New Year's resolution of hanging out with family more. That's right. That's Look great. at you. That's Look right. Look at you. Uh, you, you Stand-up guy. My weekend was was great. I uh, went by too quickly. A lot of Christmas cheer. Roush, this kind of felt like the kickoff to Christmas weekend. Had my work Christmas dinner Friday night after an underwhelming Jeff Ruby's experience in Lexington before the Miami game, they're back. They're back in a big way. Uh, I ended I not, I didn't get the short rib. I uh, decided to get this thing called steak there. Ooh. And yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm never not going to just play the hits there again. And it's dumb, dumb for me to try right. to get cute. Won't do. I, I learned my mistake, but that was, that was nice. And then Saturday we had another Christmas party just with friends Kids were there, and they had the the U of L volleyball match on. That was a good time as well. Really enjoyed that. And then Sunday we had breakfast with Santa, and she got to sit on Santa's lap for the first time, and and that was cool as well. The baby I'm talking about, not not me or the wife. Um, although they did like, there was they had a professional. The place that we went to, they had a, a photographer, and they had somebody that was like trying to distract the kid to look at the camera. They had a Mr. and Mrs. Claus, obviously, Santa mm -hmm. and, and his wife were there. And, but they like didn't tell you where, you know, you'd hand them the kid. They'd take a couple pictures with the kid and they'd be like, all right, parents, let's, you do, now you get in with the kid. But they didn't really tell you where to, to stand or like, you know, where to incorporate yourself in with the Claus family. So I ended up doing this like really weird, Awkward. Yeah. like sorority squat lean into Mr. Claus who 
he, he's the same one every year, Roush, but he's he he is uh yeah, he's Santa. Yeah. He's obviously he's the same Santa. Uh, mm-hmm. but you you can tell that this Santa ages a little bit. It's always nice when you see him when you walk through that door and you're like, "Hey, welcome back, Santa." <laughs> Um, so she's not, so she's not afraid of Santa is what you're saying. Well, we practiced a couple times yesterday morning before I I just, you know, all right, here's how it's going to go. Hello, little girl. And you know, she, she did great with me. She was, she like, wasn't smiling, laughing, but she also wasn't crying. She was just checking them out a little bit. Just like, like, what's going on here? Looked at the camera. Yeah, we, we went through the whole routine, so it was nice. And then yesterday, I, I probably did this just because for the last few years I've been on a little bit of a fantasy football drought, if you will. But, like, I was very invested in fantasy yesterday where watching the games, 1 o'clock slate, 4 o'clock slate, and then watch the entire Sunday night football game, wow. which I never do. But I was in a win-and-get-in situation against the number one team in the league or the number one place team in the league. And not that anybody cares about anybody's fantasy situation, but going into last night, I had I had Devontae Smith, and he had Jalen Hurts, and then I had Tua, and he's got Tyreek Hill tonight, and I think I had like a 12-point cushion or a – no, whatever. No, I had like a 20-point cushion because it's about the same anyways. So I was pretty nervous. I thought for sure I was going to lose. But the Eagles stinking last night. Suck it, Trevor. That was big for me. But it's kind of fun to just have a day where you're invested in fantasy. I should uh, play in more important fantasy games more often. <laughs> That's going to be my 2024 New Year's resolution. Be better at fantasy football. But I'm at least in a good spot going into tonight. Not out of the woods completely, but I had to win to get in. It's looking pretty solid, but uh, yeah, so it was a great weekend. It went by entirely too quickly. I'm definitely in like holiday season mode where I just don't work is out of the question for the most part. Like I just don't want to work. I'm going to, gots to, but just don't want to. Yeah, I'll probably check back in maybe like January 6th. That's a holiday thing? I thought that was like an everyday thing. That's just for the year? Yeah. It's just all the time thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good uh, weekend. It was a good weekend. The Cats I, played. Uh, I did a thing, TJ, too. I don't know if you've ever done this, but we were at a holiday party, holiday cocktail party, um, and um, I had many cocktails, and I was trying to get the Pacers at a good price for that in-season tournament, and I thought I got them at 2-1, to one, and I thought the odds had just changed, and so I, I was like, no, yeah, confirm the bet. Well, I accidentally confirmed the bet twice. Um yeah, and they they did not they did not win. I, I scoots. I thought Tyrese Halliburton, and I, I thought they would have wanted it a little bit more than the billionaires that play for the Lakers. So, hand up. I realized something yesterday that made me feel like a complete idiot in regards to this whole NBA in season tournament. So, I made up this whole narrative that the Lakers were going to win because the winner of this tournament gets an automatic playoff spot. That's not the case. I don't I don't know where I heard that, where I read that. But the winner of this tournament did not get an automatic playoff Wait. spot. Are you sure about that? No, I'm still not. No, I, I did some research yesterday. I couldn't find anything that said they got a playoff spot. But I thought I remember reading an article at the beginning of this that said the winner of this tournament gets an automatic bid into the playoffs. But I couldn't find anything yesterday to back that claim up. So uh, now I don't know. 
this was the only place I ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I had never heard it anywhere else. I didn't even hear it on any other shows necessarily. And the concept of it, while I think it's kind of fun, it I don't know if that's good for business to be like, yeah, we sell season tickets. This team's already in the playoffs, so come to the games, but they don't care, so, you know? Uh, know Google says, there was some debate among league insiders about guaranteeing a playoff berth as a reward. Ultimately, that idea was not enacted. Here's so, the here's what, what we I didn't think. Discuss that for I, we spent a lot of oxygen <laughs> big X discussing something that was not the case. Five hundred thousand dollars. Really, really did. Here's what I think happened. So I've been having pretty vivid dreams lately, like that feel extremely oh. real. Let me just stop you right there. I, I'm, I'm just thinking. I read an article one in, in my dream, <laughs> and I woke up and I believed it. I actually, so funny story, last week, one day in the middle of last week, I had a dream that me and Gil had this big old change jar, I mean huge change jar, that we just throw all of our extra change in. I had a dream one day last week that there was change all over the counter, the lid of the jar was off, and I was like, okay, Gil needed some money, no big deal, but I'm going to have to talk to him about putting the money back in when he's done, like you can't just leave that laying everywhere, so I asked him about it. The next day, I was like, did you get in the change jar? There was, like, money laying all over the counter. And he was like, no. I was like, holy smokes, I must have dreamt that. So I, I have been having very vivid dreams lately. So I'm thinking that's what happened. May I suggest laying off the Colorado candies, if you will? I like Colorado candy. Well, I know. <laughs> candy canes, candy corn. <laughs> Answer. Uh, it's just... You know, Ralph, sometimes you get the Sunday scaries. You're just worried about getting back into the swing of things. And then you get Scoots just detailing dreams about Gil <laughs> on your Monday morning. And you realize it's all okay. Everything's going to be all right. Like, you're back into it. Life life goes on. Well, good. And life goes on for the Cats, Roush. They got the win. We're going to talk a lot about it. People have feelings about that game. And good. this is a pretty big feelings show. So we're going to get those feelings out. But... I hate that we have to wait an entire another week to watch them play again. So much. I, I'm so annoyed by it. Um, but I believe this is finals week. Um, yeah. So that's why they do it. Um, and they do it all the time. We hate it every year, though. We bring it up all the time. It's a, it's a real football-like schedule, just the week-to-week the -week thing. But it does seem uh, like get through this week, Roush, and we'll be, we'll be right yeah. back into the to thick of it. I think there's only like one more – Big Ooh. week break, and that's around the new year. So we've got two Monday night football games tonight, though, which is really throwing me off because I, I didn't, you know, I usually only make like two or three NFL bets a weekend. Um, but when I when I noticed the error in my NBA ways, I did what any responsible person would do, and I tried to make that money back. So suck it, Dak. You couldn't throw for five more yards. Like, come on. Uh, but I digress. One of the action, I was like, oh, I'm gonna just outline Dolphins to score a ton of points. They're going to score so many points. It's going to be points of Palooza for the Miami Dolphins. And I scroll down. I'm like, where's the score to this game? Like, what? Why? Are, mm. What's? Oh, they don't play till, wait, two games on Monday? What's, what's going on here? And they're not even doing the staggered thing either, TJ. They're just playing them both at the same time. So, so it's annoying. a real multi-view kind of night. So annoying. It's so dumb. I'm so sick of green. It's, it's such a petty, dumb, woe is me complaint. But I'm sick of Green Bay playing in primetime games, Roush. Oh, yeah, you just hate you, – you would think that they would have 
maybe dropped your team back there in rebuilding mode. They wouldn't be in prime time as much, but no. I, I agree. You would think, but it, it's it's ridiculous. That's uh, a big game, though. Jordan Love and then the Lions took a loss. Like, I, I knew the Lions would end up not running away with that division uh, single-handedly, but the Packers, they got a real shot if they can get a win tonight. The uh, NFC North up for grabs, the Vikings. Uh how much Scoots did research for us to find out when we had a game? Scoots, when was the last time we had a game as low scoring as three to nothing? Oh man, I want to say it was 2007. The Steelers and Titans played a three nothing game. Yeah, well, and then last week it was six nothing. So really, uh, you, that was the under you should have gone after. No kidding. The, uh, uh, I know there's a lot of folks that really just sighed when that Army Navy Army took the safety late. <laughs> For the push on the total that was uh that was tough well congrats to army they're better than navy always has been always will be i have no connection in that rivalry you just got to pick a side i picked yeah, army happy, i've done that yeah happy i did that's the winning side and suck it raiders I, I needed the vikings to lose it would have been a really nice sunday had you just scored a freaking touchdown and not had a field goal beat you Almost went to overtime, 0-0, folks. Like, that game was very close to going to overtime, 0-0. Would have been great. Would have been hilarious to have an indoor dome game, go into overtime, and perhaps even finish as a tie, 0-0. Would have been awesome. But the Raiders, you blew it. But, yeah, I'm excited for the Green Bay game tonight. I, I don't – I think water – Green Bay's been playing really well lately. Obviously, you beat the, the, the Chiefs and you beat the Lions in reverse order. Uh, you'd have a really nice winning streak if you had not blown that game to the Steelers, which was pretty pretty embarrassing. Uh, I guess you all have to be pretty happy you got your loss out of the way on Thursday so you were able to enjoy your weekend at least to, to some degree. That was nice. Sunday at least yeah. ruined by, by the Steelers. So I think water finds its level a little bit. Green Bay's been playing really well. I don't think they play as well. So I like the Giants to cover. But Pack Attack just have to go three and two the rest of the way to get in, and that's pretty much locked at that point. And schedule's really easy. They still have the Panthers. They still have the Bucks. They still have the Bears. And they have the Vikings, which will be a tough game on the road. But those are your opponents. You you could win out, theoretically. I don't think they will. But they could. You just need 3-2 and two the rest of the way, and then we'll be in playoff city. But, yeah, I'm not happy about having to stay up late tonight. Maybe Green Bay will put it away early for me. I don't think so, but mm. that'd be pretty cool if they did. So everybody feel bad for me because I have to watch my football team at night. <laughs> oh, we're feeling we're feeling so bad for you. Thank you. It is so dumb though. Like, do the seven thirty thing. Have one later. Have one earlier. Why? Why not? Yeah, I don't. It is weird we're even doing it. like the double Monday night game at all. Do we have a reason why? I don't. Um, part of it, I know that. Uh, ABC with the writer strikes is they didn't have new shows. They just put Monday Night Football on ABC. So maybe that's yeah. how they were able to talk them into flexing the game. Um, Richard Deitch wrote a big long thing about it, but I don't think it really doesn't really matter that much. I I, I wasn't going to read into it, but yeah, that that's that's part of the reason why they did it. Which I like having the extra games on with you know especially without college football. Because um, yeah, it it was it was nice. They got a little red zone nap in yesterday you just kind of doze off for a few minutes those are always nice both kid, both boys took naps yesterday which is that's rare that's <laughs> rare so uh it was it was yeah it was a nice uh 
nice little afternoon. You're right. I, I'm 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 very much in the spirit. Uh, watched uh, Klaus with Duke. Let him stay up late Friday night. It's always like he he, he kind of gets it now. He enjoys That's it. Fun. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good memories. It's a busy. It's another busy Christmas week for us. We're doing the lights under Louisville this week. We got Lucy's Christmas pageant, which is going to be hilarious, I'm sure. And then we're doing the, the Polar Express thing on Saturday, so I I won't be able to probably see the UK UNC game live. Man, we um I did the thing too where last week um we oh no, and then I just I just totally blanked. Like I Christmas, had Christmas music yeah. pageant fun activities Before, lights under louisville lights under louisville one of my friends like here's here's the advice folks uh, he told me this we were sitting um we, we were out watching the uofl volleyball game eating and drinking celebrating the wife's birthday and i texted my buddy like yeah we're having the, the this part this christmas party tonight at ba you know just come on it'll be a good time he's like yeah well I, I, we got tickets to lights under louisville i'm like you idiot Go, what are you doing like what it's a Saturday night in the city of Louisville. You live here, and you're going to just voluntarily decide to go to Lights on a Louisville on a Saturday night. First off, it's dark in that cave all day. You don't have to wait until night to go. It's open at 930 daily. So, first off, just do that. Secondly, like, it was, a, I mean, it was a three-hour wait. I was like, you, what do you, you can't. No, like if you're going to go to that thing, you either go during the day, you, you, you just, you cannot pick a weekend night under any circumstances whatsoever, especially if you live in Louisville. I get it. If you're driving in from out of town, I'm sure there's a lot of folks listening who, you know, like that's, they want to do a fun Christmas lights thing. Like you just kind of got to bite the bullet, but he lives in town. I'm like, well, really? Like you, you're, you're going to, you're going to do this. And so he, I was like, well, go now. You might be lucky enough. Uh, he was not. He said it was a three-hour wait. He just ate the $50. Uh, and they also get you because they tie you into that date, too. Um, he bought tickets for Saturday specifically. He couldn't just use the tickets for some other day. Which Yeah, well, you live and, and you learn. You got Jones, uh, got you, girls. You live and you learn. I think we've said many of times the, the lights under. But, man, you know, people people don't know. And you find out the hard way. Uh, you find out the hard way if you don't start your day at O'Thornton's. That it's just not as good. You maybe no. didn't get the breakfast sandwich. You maybe didn't get the coffee. Maybe you didn't get the eighty-nine cent, thirty-two ounce soda to get you fueled up, ready to go. Maybe you didn't put the gasoline in your car. Don't do that. Go to O'Thornton's, and while you're at it, text on into the Thornton's text line. We've got a few grab and go texters here this morning. A Plumley Bro says. Do you all miss the days when you were in high school, early college, just working some real random side job? Example, serving, working at a place like Penn Station. Love those days. Work was really never that stressful and normally buddied up with other workers. So do you miss being a kid? Um, sometimes. I uh, I enjoyed that job, but service industry people are crazy. Ain't that right, Scoots? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun for a while, but uh, yeah, a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. And also, I I did I do miss uh, the way that one of those guys used to cuss about his people that he was waiting tables. It was like this old slick back hair guy. He could just the the way he could weave his curse words together. It was really just impressive. Like, uh, good job, buddy. I, I I respect the hell out of you. Uh, 
Today texted in this morning, says Bill Simmons was the one who suggested that they would make that a more interesting story about the in-season tournament. It was a hypothetical. All they got was half a million dollars. That's all they got. I think my buddy said that Anthony Davis had a quote, and they were like, what are you going to do with the money? He's like, Christmas presents for my kids. It's offensive. <laughs> I know he is very charitable. He gives back all the time. We share a birthday, so I'm allowed to have harsher takes on Anthony Davis. But that is an offensive quote, that the half a million dollars is going to to your kid. 514-1450. It was cool. We were out um... – I was at Walmart Saturday morning with the boys. Had to kind of get them out of the house while Brooke did some work around uh, here. And uh, that, I saw the, them doing like shop with a cop, which like you you just don't see that actually being like I, I, I'd never actually seen that before. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, community service in action. Love to see stuff like that. Although Santa was there, Duke still just a little terrified of Santa. Um my godson, Frank, my, my godson's not a big Santa guy. He's and, four. He doesn't like him. And Frank just – Frank was great. He was just going, ho, ho, ho. And Duke, like, kind of like, I don't – I just – I don't even – Frank's just over there waving at him like crazy. And Duke's like, Dad, I don't want to go see Santa. All right, we don't have to go see Santa. For what but what's crazy is he, he talks about, like, going to see him, and he wants Santa to come to his house, but he doesn't want to go see Santa. I totally understand the skepticism with kids and, and Santa. Oh, yeah. oh, all right. He's, I mean, I, I just get it. Thought it, but, th- thought that needed to be said. He is kind of creepy. To a kid. Did you, did you have a fear of Santa as a, as a young lad? Not that I recall, but, I mean, he is creepy. The, the, there, there are features that I could understand being scared of. I mean, like, you don't go up to any other stranger and just say, like, Here, here's, a, here's our kid. Can you come break into my house and give me toys? Yeah, it's. It, I, I understand it. My my godson was like, I never want to see Santa again. He's really he's he's pouting, but he loved the candy. Who doesn't? All the it's, kids um, love the candy. It's always very funny though. The um, whenever kids are there's like a tired reaction too. Like we will ne- Christmas will never be here. It's never going to be here. Like the, some of the. We haven't eaten donuts in forever. Oh, which, man, that was a rude awakening. The donut store by us is closed until further notice. What the hell? Like, no, you that's just that, that donut shop. I know. And I, I have, it's not for a lack of business. We were keeping that baby open. All right. At the Roush house. Probably well, some sort of family thing. Luckily, you can go to Thornton's and get delicious donuts. And like we get delicious text messages on the Thornton's text line. John here. Good morning, everyone. Put some respect on Mr. Bradshaw's name. He had a great game. I believe based on that performance, he can make a big difference in the result against North Carolina. What do you guys think? We'll got to go talk to you later. John, I appreciate you texting in as always and listening to the show. But, like, you know, did you really need us to address does Aaron Bradshaw make a difference in the UK-North Carolina game? Respectfully, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yes, of course yeah. he makes a difference, John. Uh, but you, you, you know that. And uh, – Sorry about your Chiefs. I'm sorry that Patrick Mahomes just, it was a good play. Why don't they let it count? <laughs> it was cool. Dude, that was really cool, though. That was awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and like, the fact, too, is that Kelsey threaded the needle. Somebody for the Bills had the wherewithal to try to knock down his pass, and he threaded the needle through the guy's arms. Tony actually catches it, 
for once in his life, runs it in. But, like, his inability to line up, so funny. Florida man strikes again. What a dingus, dingbat, idiot, clown. Yeah, I really was – like, I get being in the heat of the moment, and it feels like for Chiefs two straight weeks where officials are or are not having a major impact on the game. But, like, in the same press conference, you're literally being like, yeah – I, something that didn't impact the play, basically acknowledging that like it was a penalty, but it just didn't have an impact on the play. It's against the rules, dude. Like you got to line up on the right side of the ball. You, you, you have to. It's the it's the it's the first rule, really. You learn when you play football. And as a receiver, that's something you do. Basically, every play, you check, you point to the re- the, the line judge, and you check, and then he'll do the hand motion to get back or give you a thumbs up if you're good. Like, that's all he had to do, and he did not do that. The most basic thing. And a lot of times, you're correct. They will give you a warning. But if you didn't check, like, what? what's he supposed to do? Did you all see the meme of the, I guess it was the impractical Joker guys sitting in the car, and they yeah, got the yeah. play on the bottom, and it's like, now line up off sides on the game-winning play. <laughs> Thought that was pretty good. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. Uh, and I, you know what? I even understand Mahomes going ballistic on the sideline after the game, like, I, I I totally get that, but then maybe like see the play before you go to the press conference and then have a clear head because I think he did. And- I, th- I think he did. I think he was like you know acting so crazy on the sideline, and then I think that was like him being calmed down in the press conference. I think that was like his yeah maybe it was like a foot, but like it didn't impact the play. That was his whole pivot. Uh, it was wild. I I, yeah. I mean that was. That was pretty childish I, I think we all like Patrick Mahomes or maybe we don't I certainly don't care one way or another but he's fun to watch and he's a good quarterback but that was a pretty wildly childish behavior the um the impractical jokers memes though Scoots uh, weren't as good as the people talking about uh how they can't wait for Taylor Swift to drag Kadarius Tony on the next album uh, <laughs> that was the person who got off that first tweet I was like oh man they're really that, that that's going to kill it, right? Like that 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 tweet's going to do well. <laughs> uh, we had Adam text in say Roush a double bet a losing ticket. Scoots is getting gaslit by Gill and TJ is mentally checked out of work until the anniversary of the insurrection. This is Radio Gold. The Thornton's <laughs> Crab and Go listeners get for waking up early. Yeah, this is uh, our little treat to you, the morning pleasantry segment. Um, which, yeah, I know we need to get to a break, but we do need to give a shout-out. Dylan Ballard, nice little treat for him. He got a, he, he married and is going to have a baby on the way. Little kiddo coming. So that's uh, that's an exciting early Christmas gift for the Ballards. Brooke, my brother, Dylan Ballard, we're giving shout-outs this morning. Scoots, anybody, any special person in your life you want to say what's up? Mom and Opa, they got a shout-out. Uh, they did get a shout-out. And my sister. It was her birthday last week, so. I'm good. I don't know if it's so much a shout out as like I was with these people. All right, shout out Oma and Opa, baby. Yeah. yeah. We know they listen every morning. Oh, yeah. I've never missed oh, a yeah. single show. Uh, we got a few more grab and go texters, but we're going to take our first break. We're definitely going to talk about UK's game against Penn. A lot of takes, a lot of takes for a game against an Ivy League school, uh, but we'll, we'll, and we'll get to them. A lot, a lot to be had. So text on in. Don't go anywhere. Happy Monday to you. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Ah, the best freaking team in all the land. Woohoo! Roush, what, what did you put on your head here, buddy? Well, welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. You don't, you don't like the swag. Um, it's my, it's my German winter hat. I don't, I don't know yeah. what you, how you would describe it, Scoots. It's a ger- uh, German hat. Yeah, um, you need some pins to put on it. I rocked it out this weekend, and um, my wife, she's just not a fan. She, she approves of a lot of my goofy attire. This is one where she just is like, I don't like it. I just don't. So, um, but or uh, anyway, had some jewelry, had some jewelry. It was, it was a good night. We were getting after it. So you'll, you'll make a stand on this goofy hat, but if it's a UK shirt out of the question to stand up to your wife about on her birthday weekend, no less. Yeah. She just rolled her eyes at me, you know, it's no big deal. She, uh, she's yeah. right. She's right. She's right though. About that hat. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, and I, Oh, Scoots likes it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, Roush. If you had some like pins on it, like a traditional German guy, then yeah, I think it'd look great. I, need, I know. I need. I need to get some more pins. Yeah. I need to upgrade for sure. Um, but yeah, we we had a good time. Got after it. I also did the thing. Uh, I don't know if y'all have ever had this moment, but um, Brooke even said she's like, "I'm going home. If you want to stay, you can." And I said, "I need to go home too. It's in my best interest." And uh, you know what? Slept like a baby. Woke up feeling great on Sunday. So you know what? I could have made a bad decision there Saturday night. Could have could have stayed up. Stayed out. Got after it. Um, but we we lived to fight another day. Everybody, we're uh, giving up for Roush. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm an adult. I'm a That's grown up. What a, what a grown up. <laughs> he, he didn't stay out late and drink with his buddies <laughs> that late. Yeah, like <laughs> it could have it could have been like a 3 a.m. kind of night instead. Tucked in just after midnight. Yeah. Well, wow. I did it. I really did it. Um, and the Cats did it. The Cats beat Penn by 15 points. It was not the score, especially 81-66, that feels like a bigger final margin than what it actually was. Because it was a pretty close game for the most part. In large part, thanks to Penn just shooting lights out in the second half. Where I, I want to... There's part of me that I think all year, TJ, is going to be semi-frustrated with the Kentucky defense. But, I mean, Penn was just hitting shots a lot of those times. I mean, you're just kind of left like, Man. well, they're, they're hitting them, right? They're on fire right now. We knew this had a chance of happening, and it did. I feel like we've been semi – our analysis on Friday, we talked about the guy's butt cut. He had a good game. I feel like we've been a little bit mean on Penn. But I do, I do feel like it's deserved. I think he only hit one three, not butt cut guy, this guy that I'm talking about. I don't know what his actual name was, but he had that jump shot that was straight out of 1938. Like his three point shot was like a, a one foot was like a foot in front of the other one. And he like, he let it go from his hip. Do you, do you know what guy I'm talking it, it, about? It, it's only, that's the only. Only an Ivy Leaguer can shoot a basketball in that fashion. I, I was like, when that game was close, and I was like, we are playing this team close with that guy from 1939 shooting the old, the old jump shot. You get a running start and you let it rip. And, but he was doing it from like 23 feet out. I could not stand it. Uh, but that being said, I do, I, I always feel this way. 
you do need to have a blend and you need to have a balance when you blow out Marshall by a million points. But I do think it's better for a team that we want to win a championship and find ways to win close games to get other teams' best shots where Penn just didn't go away. Anytime UK, you felt comfortable, they'd come down and hit back-to-back threes. and You'd be like, oh, okay, well, here I was. Thought I could maybe not pay attention so enthusiastically, but nope, still kind of a a game that's not totally out of reach. You you never really were worried about UK losing, and that's a good thing. But I think these can be a little bit more beneficial is my overall point. Uh, And they were on fire. Some of it is perimeter defense, Roush. Uh, Some of it's taking the foot off the gas a little bit on the other end and allowing them to to hang around. Uh, Some of it's yeah, like you said, you just got to tip your cap to pin and say they they made some tough shots and they they did hang around. But whatever it is, I was I was a little surprised by the freakout though, and I don't know why I should ever be surprised with UK fans and maybe overreacting. Those things go together like peanut butter and jelly. But there was a big time overreaction Saturday. Stall ball, not shooting enough threes, not blowing out a team. You were supposed to be hungry and mad, and yet you only won by 15 and not 25. Whatever, whatever you want to avenue you want to go down, Roush, people were not happy with the win on Saturday. Really? Uh, I mean, that's that's one thing that's nice about uh, not working these games anymore is, uh, you know, um, Saturday I was – I mean, I was watching the game, but I wasn't watching it with like two screens up and, you know, that that sort of deal. Um, so, so I didn't have uh, – actually, I don't think I talked to one person about the Kentucky basketball game afterwards. It was rather refreshing. Uh, Cats were 8 of 20 from three. That's pretty good. Um, pretty good. They scored 81 points. That's kind of the barometer for them. Um, I don't – I don't know. I came away just mostly happy because – as um, John alluded to in our grab-and-go texting segment early on, Aaron Bradshaw, having a seven-footer, turns out that helps. Um, I know there's definitely going to be some people who are angry that that they're playing him with Trey Mitchell. Um, and there was a couple times where you looked out and you're like, why Why is it Bradshaw with Diero and Justin Edwards on the floor right now? That's a weird lineup. There's not enough scoring. But I, I, I'm going to at least excuse away the non-five-out stuff for now because that's what Bradshaw's most comfortable with. That's what they say, at least, right? Like, he knows what he's doing in this five-out – or playing offense this way. And it's working. He had 17 and 11, uh, three-block shots. Like, that – having his length was so beneficial. And how much fun was it watching him and Rob Dillingham in the pick-and-roll? That was – that was cool as hell. So yeah, I they weren't um, necessarily world beaters uh, from start to finish, and there were times where like, there, there was a couple times in transition where they had a dude from Penn block you from behind. Like, how does that happen, right? There, there was a couple moments where you were like, guys, what what, what are we doing here? Uh, but all in all, they beat a decent team by fifteen points and looked good for I'd say seventy five percent of the game. So yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, there, there are things to, to be nitpicky about. We're going to do it. That's what you do on sports radio from time to time. But I was surprised that there was, like, again, I shouldn't be surprised when there's a negative reaction with UK basketball. But that's what I thought maybe the biggest takeaway was going to be, Roush, that, like, this was this dude's second college game, and yeah. he was the best player on the floor. And if you go by plus minus, 
in his first game, he was one of the more important players on the floor for Kentucky then as well, and he was still just figuring everything out. His college basketball career is about 10 days old for the most part, and he already is doing that yeah. stuff. He, he may – I mean, th- folks, he may be like a freak. Like this, this, could, <laughs> this, this could get real scary if he continues to develop and click and mesh with this team. We and, saw him and hit see, a three. That was we awesome. saw him hit a three. Not a ton of arch on that three, but it went in. So I'm not going to yeah. complain too much about it. But the, the also, he does not look seven one on the court, right? Can we all agree to yeah, that? Yeah. No, I he was like, th- I was looked, thinking the same thing. He does not look like he's seven foot. He looks like he's smaller than like Oscar. I, maybe yeah. it's just the camera angle at the game on Saturday or something like that. And he does have a little. He, he's a huge human. He does have like a little bit of like a. Like he, it, it's not that he—he's like I don't—I don't even know the right word to say it. Um, and he's very strong. Like his shoulder, you know, his shoulders almost like take away. I think from some of his height, well, it's, it it's, makes no—it makes no sense what I'm getting at. I—I I, I know what you're saying. It's because he kind of looks like a guard, but just like a bigger scale. Like yeah, I, I don't, like the go. way that he, the the athletic ability in which he operates, normally you get somebody that big, they kind of lumber around a little bit. He's running around like a guard, like he moves very fluid. There's no, uh, he, he just doesn't move like a seven footer, and I think that's why it's so confusing. We we do have to to work on our hands in the in the interior. A lot of a lot of drops, butterfingers, but that's okay. They were getting hands on balls and whatnot, but. I think that is my biggest takeaway. I've got other takes, and I've I've even got a, a somewhat negative Calipari take, but I think that's the that's the story. Is in this dude's second college game on a team full of NBA players, he was the the best player in game number two. He's going to get a ton of minutes. Like you're going to, as long as he can stay on the floor from a conditioning standpoint, I think Cal is going to want that guy on the floor. He's only going to get better and better. How about that shot that he made where the ball, like he couldn't quite get to it all the way. So he just kind of like tipped it up near the rim and it like magically went in. I mean, that was incredible. It's going to be fun and and you're going to see more oops and whatnot. And I like that he can stretch the floor. I I don't know what to get a larger sample size on what we're getting out of him from a shooting perspective, but that welcome. Welcome to the team, Mr. Bradshaw. Happy to have you. The give and go with Rob Dillingham was so sick. It was just so cool. Were you? I, I also had a moment where I'm like, "Why, why are you pat?" Oh, oh, okay. You're All talking right. about that, the double yeah. give and go late in the game. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was that, that, that was awesome. All kinds of ass. Yeah. That was so cool. Um, which you know, DJ Wagner did play. He was back. I don't think he was um, totally 100% DJ. Just his finishing at the rim, like it felt like he didn't have the same lift that he normally has, um, but still had. Nine points. Um, and Rob, we, we had more good Rob than bad Rob, too. And I think that really plays a significant role, Mr. Sports Talker. Uh, you know what I've noticed, too, TJ, is that people don't really complain about Rob Dillingham long twos. Because, um, like, it's just – you just he's, he's just being Rob, right? But he had, like, a couple of them where I'm like, man, that'd been cooler if he was, like, I don't know, one foot back and behind the three-point line. But, like, you just got to let Rob be Rob, man. Just let Rob be Rob. And that – four-point play or the, the getting fouled on the three there late, just absolutely colossal for the spread, whichever whichever way you were on it. Uh, uh, missed a free throw, though. Yeah. Well, I the, they were five of ten from the line. That, that part wasn't good. 
That was there. Uh, if you're going to nitpick, that's the biggest area to nitpick. Yeah, and I'll get into my somewhat negative Calipari take. And we see a Thornton's text line. Keep them coming in, 502-414-1450. Kentucky Roll Call goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay the show 9 to 11, and you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. I posted a picture of Roush's hat on the Kentucky Roll Call Instagram story. <laughs> so you be the judge. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Let us know. 502-414-1450. By the way, uh, what was the pregame line? 13 and a half. Okay, because I live betted at 14 and a half. So that that four-point play <laughs> was exquisite for me. Well, I, not really a four-point play, but a, a, a three-pointer. A three-pointer that went in, was fouled on. Uh, he really kicks his leg out there, and refs fall for it all the all time. The time yeah. But you know what? I'll, I'll gladly take it. The somewhat negative Calipari take is he did take the air out of the ball. Like you, you, you can't. And, and Kentucky won, and they won comfortably, and they covered. But he is doing like he is doing that, and I just don't think you do that with this team, Roush. Like you don't bring an outside cat inside the house. If you do it, they're gonna rip up the pillows. They're gonna take all the ornaments off the tree. You're just gonna have a big mess on your hand. Maybe it's the friendly neighborhood cat, and you got a good thing going where it'll you know come up to the door, and you can pet it when you're outside. But you don't let it. You don't let it inside. You don't Especially slow down. Intern cat. You, like intern cat, which Trevor did, and then they let it back outside, and I think it got attacked by raccoons, but it did survive. Mm-hmm. And just like that, these cats did survive against Penn. But these are not slow down cats, Roush. These are fast cats. You play them. You got to let them play fast. And the stuff that they're doing, like it's okay. The game wasn't in jeopardy necessarily, and. I know, Roush, you really get bothered by like their slow motion screens that they do, but yeah, that is that is play. that yeah. is their slowdown, and you, it, it is tough on a defense. You still have to defend for a long time. You can have breakdowns, even if the defense does a good job, Roush. It still should lead to an open shot, or it's, and that's what they try to do against Kansas, and it was a silly thing to do in, in that regard. That's not what you need to do with this team. You just need to let them continue to play with their hair down. You're going to get more success that way. Also, they're not they're, – I don't think they're a bad rebounding team, but you don't have Oscar, so it's not like, you know what, we can take 20 seconds, miss the shot, and then still maybe get a chance at it. A lot of times, Roush, you're doing this 20-second play to get Reeves open, and you know what? Sometimes he'll get an open look, and I like that, and that's fine, but it's usually a one-and-done. If he misses it, the other team gets the ball, and it's like, all right, well, you just wasted 25 seconds for no points, and you know Cal is not, like, mad about it. He's like – a little maybe even tickled about it and i i you don't slow these guys down and we're running out of time here for hour one but cal's done an unbelievable job putting this team together he does underrated part of calipari is like putting egos aside and getting the team to like each other and that's what was maybe weird about the last year the last two years and maybe that was an oscar thing or not an oscar thing i don't know but he's got this group they love each other they play hard for each other all that stuff is praiseworthy for calipari but I just don't know if there's been one thing in game this season where it's just like, ah, that was a good coaching job. Like, good X's and O's there. I just don't – like – and you're getting paid $9 million. You should outcoach somebody. And I say that lovingly. We need to go to our hour one break. And that's okay. They beat Penn by 15. They're fine. For the most part, the season's been unbelievable. But, like, you're still just waiting for him to do something kind of cool on the court. Uh, Mike Woodson tricked Kenny Payne. That was cool. At least he tricked him. 
Hour one, done. Hour two, coming up next. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Keep Salsaritas in mind for all your holiday party needs. I had my party this past weekend. It wasn't Salsaritas. It wasn't as enjoyable had it been Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. We did hit up Salsaritas on, uh, before soccer practice on Saturday. Uh, it was great. It was delicious as always. Daughter's a huge fan of it. You'll be a fan of it as well. Download that app. You'll save time. You'll save money. You can do the catering right there. You can place your order right there. Have it waiting for you either at their St. Matthews or their Middletown location. In Middletown, it has a drive-through, so you don't even have to get out of your car. And remember, double points after six. We went at lunch, so we didn't get the double points, but I still got a ton. It was awesome. And then I got a little notification where it was like, hey, next time you come here, you've got $10 off which is sweet. That's why we love Salsaritas. You'll love it as well. The dog loves it so much. He's shaking his ears because now he wants wildly addictive chips, just like I do. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Nick Roush's hat on Instagram is sparking a lot of debate. A lot of conversation. Um, people are wondering, Roush, in the, the wardrobe behind you, does it lead directly to Narnia or do you have to connect to another wardrobe maybe in the living room? Um, that actually goes to uh, a nearby land, uh, Blarnia. It's where you just have a bunch of drunk leprechauns. So mm-hmm. that's where I spend most of my time. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, he's got a big, You could, if you want to know what we're talking about, you can look at our Instagram story there. Scoots, that hour went by pretty quickly, if I do say so myself. Yeah, very quickly. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that because I've, I've got a pretty long day. I've got a busy day at the hotel today. Not looking forward to that. So, yeah, I'm, uh, maybe if we can make this hour last a little longer so I can forego going to the hotel for a little bit, that'd be great. Is, is uh, Trevor going to ever work again? Is he back or is he yeah, is he more he vacation? Was, no, so he got back Thursday. He was going to do the Rutherford show on Friday. But Mike was out with strep. Mm. So mm. I got the call to maybe do it on Thursday. I didn't get the call to do it on Friday. Man. You turn down the Rutherford show and you don't get a second chance at it. Thanks for turning it down on Thursday, by the way. Yeah, the, that, that whole time, too, when we got that, I was like, Scoots does not want us to hop on this opportunity. Which, of course, like, yeah. It was like, yeah, transfer portal stuff's happening, and of course something happened like right in the middle of it, and that would have been, uh, yeah, that would have been something. I think it was Jordan Dingle that day. Some of the – trying to keep up with the comings and goings of, all right, have we talked about X, Y, and Z? So let's do let's do some quick rapid fire, TJ. Um, the Bo Allen coming back to Kentucky, that appears like it's going to be a thing, um, even though it's not official. That feels, feels like that's going to be a thing. Quasheed Scott. Um, I, I think I mentioned it on here, but I was like, I'm pretty sure Kentucky's just going to lock that kid up. There's been a lot of concerns that South Carolina is going to get in there. He reaffirmed his commitment. He's not visiting there. He's sticking around. Uh, and then Raymond Cottrell, he was the only commitment the Cats got over the weekend, the Texas A&M uh, wide receiver. But Shamar Porter also announced he's coming back. He's not entering the transfer portal. He withdrew his name. 
So Kentucky will have two top 300 X receivers um, from the class of 2023 in that wide receiver room uh, this fall. So those are the big ones. Um, I was expecting to hear something maybe from Chip Trainum. So, you know, uh, that's one I'm going to kind of keep my head on a swivel about. Um, um, but, yeah, right. that, th those are the biggest, most significant moves from over the weekend. I've got a few follow-up questions, but real quick, since he's not obviously here, uh, what do you think Scoots is doing? Uh, definitely ba emergency bathroom run, right? All right, but he, he was late getting the video up for hour two. Like, you know, we, we were kind of scrambling there at the end. No big deal. We got on fine. Scoots does an amazing job at his job. Oh, he's coming back. He's coming oh, back. he made coffee. He made coffee. Made some coffee. Oh, and then we're talking sports, and it's just normal sports talk sports. on your Monday morning. Can't get Not, enough of the sports. Yeah, warm cup of sports <laughs> in the morning. Scoots, did you hear us? No, I was out of the room. Y'all had know there's control. A, yeah, we were. We definitely weren't talking about you. Definitely That's okay. weren't. Were you That's just fine. making some? Were you making some coffee? Yeah, I was. I was fighting with this freaking. What do you? What do they call that coffee maker? Roush Keurig. Keurig. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was battling with that thing during the double break. <laughs> okay, so there we go. There's our answer. How do you? You stick the thing in. You push it down. You push a button. Yeah, it wasn't easy. It, it wasn't working. Was it not plugged in? No, it was plugged in, and it was making the noise like it was brewing, but it wasn't brewing. So did it have water? It did have water. Yeah, I, I knew all the things to check. So as you all know, I don't drink a whole lot of coffee, so I'm not all that versed with that sort of technology. So, but I'm, <laughs> I made it happen. Yeah, it's oh, pretty. It, you you got to be a rocket scientist to figure you out really those do. ones yeah. to do. machines. Uh, okay, back to the portal players though. Portaling. So the the A and M transfer. Yes. Here's my thought on it. I, if that's who the staff wants, then then I'm happy about it. Obviously, good good recruit. But I think like the obvious, okay, if A and M really wanted this guy, they probably would would keep him. So A and M not caring that he's leaving. Well, coach got fired. They leave. Players leave when coaches get fired. I know, but even with the new coach coming in, with the money they have, if they thought this dude was going to be a star, they're probably throwing just. Well, I mean amount of cash in him to stay right like in that in that, in that a good trade I mean, you could say that about every transfer portal edition though like that that that's where i don't i mean 90 percent of all portaling you can say like well i guess they didn't want him or, i don't know if that's necessarily true because there are times where it's like stoops will go out of his way to be like and these transfer stuff it's mutual which it's probably not always mutual but there are times where somebody will be they'll be like hey it's probably best you do go like I, you're, if, if you were gonna have a sort of red flag it's that he was committed to Florida under Dan Mullen. Mullen gets fired, and then he immediately flipped to Georgia, and then he took his recruiting visits, and then he flipped to A&M. So he'll have four different SEC schools in two years, basically, that he thought he was going to play for. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's um, going to just try to do the whole tour. Exactly. So it, it maybe there's a red flag there. I think it helps. For me, it's, it's it feels like more of a depth piece thing than anything. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably the answer is like, you know, if A&M even was okay with letting him go, he was highly rated and these, all these schools wanted him for a reason. Maybe he capitalizes that potential this season at Kentucky, or if not this season, maybe the following season at Kentucky. Like, all right, even if he's not what people thought he was going to be, you never know. People click at a different time in their, in their college careers. Maybe he'll get there. So you're right. From a depth standpoint, I'm happy with the addition. 
I'm not trying to poo-poo on it at yeah. all. And, and, I just I don't think anybody should be thinking that this is like a Wandale Robinson coming from Nebraska. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Like um, nobody was, to be fair. And, and to be fair, I think a lot elsewhere there for this X receiver, you're not reliant as much on production as you are for the second player they're trying to get at that position. And I don't know exactly who it's going to be. Jamori Macklin, uh, Jeremy's cousin that spent last year getting a thousand yards at North Texas. He made a surprise trip to Kentucky over the weekend as well. Cats got the first visit there. There's a lot of, a lot of big time schools that are after him. Uh, Kentucky's supposed to get Julian Fleming on campus at some point this week. Um, but you know, you kind of wait and see when it comes to certain visits. I know he's him and McCord are visiting Nebraska together. Um, and then there's also talk out there that Kentucky has its wide receivers coach and that it's Doc Hill Shorts, who's a young guy that was previously at Houston. And there's talk that he's going to bring his uh, best receiver, uh, Golden is his last name. So, like, I, I, I don't really know what exactly they're going to do with that second wide receiver that they're trying to get, but um, the options are still certainly out there. Um, and feels like they're going in the right direction. I've always liked Macklin just because he has that vertical – explosiveness that you were hoping to kill Crowdis was going to give you never did. So um, that, that part, that kid intrigues me. Um, but you were kind of, kind of playing the waiting game for a little bit as uh, you're kind of waiting to see which pieces ultimately decide to uh, pull the trigger and commit to Kentucky. There's your football roundup. Uh, I didn't know that stuff about the wide receiver coach. Yeah. Yeah. That it was, there's some thought that it's going to be that guy. We're pretty sure it's that guy. Um, there was a guy at Arizona that we also were thought was in the mix there. And I, I don't, I'm just wondering why they haven't announced it. I know there's that certain legal window, but I believe that's lapsed. So maybe we get some sort of, you know, breaking news thing today, this afternoon or something like that, where they, they have announced it. Cause you would think that that, I mean, it would just make sense from a recruiting standpoint to have that guy around for the last 10 days or so before um, the early signing period gets here. Uh, uh, elsewhere around the portal, though, uh, Louisville is cleaning up in the Ivy League. They got an Ivy League OT. They got an Ivy League DT. Uh, so they're just going to the Ivy League for their linemen. Um, and uh, Jamarius Dinkins, former Cat defensive lineman, he announced he's going to Purdue. Uh, oh, one other. Zion Childress said he's coming back, too. So yes, I, I had that written, I had that written down. That I, that's I like that. I know he didn't maybe take a, a huge step forward this year like we thought. It was kind of a, a little bit a little Chris Westry design Childers so far. You've, yeah, I like, like that. Like from a production standpoint, kind yeah. Of, whoa, first year, hey, this guy like he's better than we thought. This we got something here, and then second year, well, he's the same. <laughs> right, you know, right. like you're you, you didn't really take any step forward, but we were still excited about Westry. He's a dude that played on Sundays. I don't know if he is at the moment, but he was. And uh, there's a lot to like with Zion, and I'm glad he's back. Text on in 502-414-1450 into the Thornton's text line. Uh, we've got a few, I don't know, we may have gone too far on the morning grab and go texters good morning from turks and caicos wildcats uh, using my vacation days now so unfortunately will not be able to attend the weekday scheduled gator bowl any chance you all could toss me a krc shirt on your way down i-95 also packers making playoffs guaranteed yeah i have a ton of krc shirts just in my car and they've been there since the golf scramble i'm oh. embarrassed to admit that just the truth 
This is a trusting radio station. We we're, we open up about this stuff. Uh, Indiana Tim here. Good morning, guys. Those Chiefs have turned into whiny babies. Jeez. <laughs> I love having people turn on them too, because it does feel like there's um there's always a breaking point where it's like oh like remember when the patriots were underdogs before they became the evil empire that everyone hated there's a tipping point and now that they've got two super bowls uh people probably getting a little sick of all the the taylor swift stuff i think yesterday was the tipping point where now the chiefs are the the hated team in the nfl i yeah i guess you could see it coming been good for a few years now most popular player in the NFL. Then you add the Taylor Swift card to it all. Mm-hmm. You can probably see that that coming. Scooch, why don't you take those two most recent texts on the Thornton Stacks line? Uh, the two most recent ones. Okay, the ones from James. Yeah. All right. Go okay. Ahead. First one says, this one gave me a good laugh. Roush looks like he's ready to break out into a Jason Mraz, I'm yours song. Oh, it's a great song. <laughs> it's a great song. And then the next one says, Roush going to do a radio show or sell me a newspaper fresh off the printing press? <laughs> Breaking news, yeah? Those are more of the, like, snap hats, though, the the, the little You need to wear that hat around Stoops just to see if he makes fun of you. I, I'd hope, yeah. Could give you a juicy quote. You can borrow my later hosing if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I bet showed up to the press conference. We need Roush and Scoots later, Hosen. That's something we actually <laughs> need to make happen. No adjustments, just well, you know, stick that leg in there. <laughs> oh, all right. Are we? Do, all right. Let me ask you this, Roush. Bringing it back to basketball, because I'm sure the tax line is going to head to basketball, anyways. You, what What are your thoughts on my Calipari thoughts? Was that fair? Agree? Disagree? Don't care. I did not find myself uh, fist-clenched wondering why Kentucky wasn't running more. I think that a lot of – like, I'm giving credit to other teams here knowing that Kentucky's great running in transition. It felt like most of the time, as soon as Kentucky got the ball, they're just spending so little time crashing the glass and just worried about getting back that they're just kind of conceding any sort of rebounding. Because if you look at it on the opposite side, Kentucky out-rebounded Penn by 15 or something like that. Um, no, it was only 10. But I, I think that a lot of what we're going to see here in the coming days, weeks, or whatever, when it comes to Kentucky's lack of running, I think it is going to be predicated on opponents getting back. Now, against North Carolina, we're not going to see that, right? Like, that's a pull the string and let them run sort of game. That's going to be a lot of fun. So I don't think you're going to have to worry about it. But I think there's just going to be some games, TJ, where teams are so focused on getting back that it's going to be hard to really press the issue. And I don't – I'm not – like Kentucky still had 14 points in transition. Um, and in a game like that, I, I, I'm with you. You should force the issue and try to run. But sometimes they're just not going to be able to. So I didn't, I didn't necessarily mind it on Saturday. The way they play. Yeah, again, I'm 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 being a little nitpicky with it. This team's awesome. I think it's going to be a really really fun year, and, and Calipari deserves a lot of credit for that. But it, it's going to be like if UK is up 94 to 87, there's two and a half minutes left against North Carolina. 
there are times where like you you can chew up some possession. You don't need to just force to for for forcing sake. But I guess a better comparison would be like if UK is up by six in a high scoring game and there's five minutes left against North Carolina and they just start to you know tell Wagner to kind of hold up and they start running their their double screen off the ball action where they bring Reeves along the baseline. I'm gonna be bothered by that. That doesn't mean you can't run a set and you can't run a play, but there just seems to be this like snap of the fingers of like, all right, we're, we're going into this mode. It chews up clock. We still can get decent looks out of this, which is true. You can get good shots out of it. And if they go in, then nobody really complains so much, but I'm going to be bummed by that if that happens on Saturday. And the thing is like, there's probably a decent chance that that exact scenario is going to happen. I didn't have, you know, earlier in the season in the Kansas game, I got mad about lineups. I think some people were mad that Bradshaw and Mitchell played with each other. They're going to play with each other, and it's not a bad thing to do. They can both stretch the floor. Now, that you, you don't want to play both of them inside, but you didn't really get that on Saturday. So they're going to play together. I, I can't, I'm, I'm, was a little uh, – people thinking that that was, like, unusual. I'm, I'm not totally sure why. Right. Like, you, you weren't going to – just because Bradshaw was back doesn't mean that Mitchell was going to see the bench. He's too important of a player otherwise. We got one seven-footer. We don't need any more forwards playing. Speaking Justin Edwards, though, got a little squeezed. Yeah, Scoot, sorry, go ahead. Speaking of – yeah, squeezed, Jordan Burks didn't play at all, did he? You can kiss his minutes goodbye. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing him at all on Saturday. Yeah. You better learn garbage time, Jordan <laughs> Burks. No, it does uh, stink, but, like, he, he was – I think everybody – knew that was going to be the case that he yeah. would be the biggest casualty of of Bradshaw coming back and who knows you but you got his very close Roush it sounds like there's a thought that maybe he even they could, were all practicing uh, yeah. the day before yeah, yeah. so it, who who knows what the the rotation's going to look like still chapter 2 Ooh. can i just say my favorite thing about Kentucky basketball fans is seeing five guys on the court together during practice and like Cal's going to play that lineup. <laughs> it just, it just, I, that made me laugh so hard. It's like, yes, they're, they're, it's practice. Like they're just they're practicing. It's practice. It's practice. Just, but Justin Edwards, he 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 didn't get yeah. as many minutes. I. Well, and, and you know what? You got to earn those minutes if you're gonna. You have to perform well, and he's not. He wasn't doing it right. So he he it, that's how it should be. Play better, you get more minutes. He has not played well as of late. Hope to see him uh, get cooking, but he unfortunately did not. Um, to go back quickly to your one thing, though, TJ, like uh, you talked about this scenario playing out on Saturday. Having DJ will be big for those situations. Also, true the the re uh, the 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 Rob and Bradshaw pick and roll game. I I know I've this is the, my third time bringing it up. That can be such good late game action instead of like let's just have one guy try to take you off the dribble. And if you do it with twelve seconds left, that instead of seven, that gives you more options to play make off of it, right? Because if if the score isn't immediately there for Rob and there isn't something easy there for Bradshaw, then you can create an extra pass or kick to an open three. You know, so like yeah, I, I think there's ways that it can be good, and you know, some of this is. It's December. Teams are figuring out how to do that. And I think just the the most – like not only did Bradshaw play well, but he played 30 minutes and there wasn't some sort of weird – because with, that was a concern, talking about how do we integrate these seven-footers back into it. And 
no, the last two games haven't been uh, this high scoring. Uh, it, it wasn't the 100 points like, oh, my gosh, this is the best offensive team I've ever seen. But for the most part, I mean, that was a pretty seamless transition where um, I, I came away with a lot of the same uh, positives and also negatives of this team. It's like, yeah, this team's pretty damn good offensively. They move the ball well, um, but defensively, they just yeah, they, they, they leave they leave much to be desired. Here's a hot take, Scoots. I, I've seen enough to declare UK is going to be fine defensively. They're going to be fine. Wow. Oh. That's it's okay. It. He's it's, declared it. I've I've seen enough. Like the potential's there. They'll get there. They'll be okay. They'll well, they'll 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 be fine. I don't think it's it's never going to be Cal's best defensive team. Far from it, obviously. But I don't think it's going to be. At, at the end of the day, it was a decent defensive performance on Saturday. One, Penn was just hitting some insane shots. Two, they did make UK pay a couple times where UK would get lost, and they just made them pay by making them. Again, credit to Penn. That's what you should do. You got to make your open shots. And uh, but when all things, when the dust settled, they held them below their average. I think the under hit in that game, if I'm not mistaken. And Kentucky did still cover, uh, but I, I I just they're figuring it. They're still figuring out the college, how to defend the college game, and. I, I just think there's too much talent there to not eventually figure it out. Again, not going to be one of the better defensive teams in the country. What's the, like, Ken Palm stat all the college basketball nerds always talk about, Roush, where it's like, the national champion has always been top 25 in, in defense both. and yeah, offense. I, I, I think they can get there. I, I think that they could they could get to the, that to that. They're 54th area. in defense right now, 13th in offense. Yeah. So they're getting better. They'll only, they better. will only get better. And it'll, and especially, too, when Bradshaw's timing improves with shot block. Because there's a couple times where it's like, well, he's blocking that shot if he's a little more got the timing with it, right? Where he kind of close misses. And I, I appreciate you bringing up the, the pick and roll with Dillingham and Bradshaw. That's another, like, slight Cal criticism. Love the guy. But and, – and I think he had a quote about this after the game, too. But you're big can – pop they can pop and with Mitchell at some points in the season they were letting him pop and it was like the first time that he's ever done it with one of the bigs but now it's almost just like exclusively it doesn't matter if it's Bradshaw or Mitchell the initial reaction is just that drop step into the paint and that's not helping Dillingham that's not helping the rest of the offense I, I every so often maybe you can get a rim run and get an alley-oop but Teams know to defend that against Cal's teams because he made such a living off of it. I don't know. Like, Roush, it's okay to let the big do the pick and then yeah. do this little thing called pop. Just Trey Mitchell pretty pop. good at it. Scoots, I just want a little pop. You know what I really want? I want a some pop? salsaritas. I want some wildly addictive chips because I am wildly addicted to them. We, They're we so already, good. We already did the salsaritas, read. He still yeah. wants them. It's it's uh, you're, oh you're doing the double point you're doing a double read <laughs> double points yeah nice nice I like that yeah yeah it's so, so good yeah so addictive uh huh I definitely knew that we had already did it well, well we're worried well you were you're too focused on your hat you keep looking at the mirror you I know you, you, I, you look you look you look so good I'm I'm so vain I can't help myself <laughs> so vain and so hungry. That's Let's, part of it. I just want some chips. Damn by the it. way, we What's have it? a we have another Roush text into the line. Let me go ahead and read that. <laughs> says uh, Roush looks like the guy in the SVU episode who spikes the drink and is the last thing the girl sees. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just like the 
the bar owner that's there, you know, five hours before the bar opens that's cleaning. It's like, oh, yeah, got, she, got the mop out. Yeah, she was a regular, but we didn't. She, she'd have a, a Shirley Temple. She'd sit at the end of the bar. She, she would, you know, not lock her door at night. She'd always bring up. I don't know, just casual <laughs> conversation. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I don't know. Uh, Texture says scooter single for. Oh, did we read that one about you being single for a reason? Yeah, I'm on sure, Thursday. Yeah. Went too far. A uh, Texture says. Really enjoyed the softcore adult film soundtrack on KRC Friday. Thanks, Scoots. Gosh, what a what comedy that ended up being. That that, that was weird though, because the was. fact that some people could hear and some couldn't. I, I don't. I don't. I'm like, why they would only hear the background noise and not her talking? To I don't it. think like anybody that. heard it, other than me. I don't. That one texter texted in said he heard it. I don't. I just don't think he did. I don't think he did either. I think he was probably just familiar with the clip and knew yeah. that there was like that audio in there. But it was interesting because like the audio would pick up, I think, when they weren't talking and then it'd go down when they were. <laughs> yeah. But it was, all, it was there the entire time. Mm. Oh, and, and Keith's tweet that he sent in and I retweeted it or whatnot. That I, I like listening back to it. I cried laughing. <laughs> just, I guess, knowing what was coming, which was nothing. And and Scoots gave me the little shush finger, like, no, it's playing. It's like, no, it's not playing. I turned it on, on my phone. We're not hearing anything. That was a good KRC that was, moment. That was really, really funny. I'm still just so flabbergasted how that happened. Like, how could I hear it in my ears? And why, why like, why did the podcast not pick it up? I don't, I don't understand. Mystery. Good, good stuff there. That was funny. A texter says, refs refuse to call anything on Spinoza. Uh, I thought the officiating was all right. Just your run-of-the-mill college officiating. Uh, your your boy Sean Vincel thinks DJ starting is an odd choice. Why is he our boy? Um, I, I, yeah. he, he can be our boy. He but wants to. That's yeah. that. DJ starting is not an odd choice. He's a very important piece, and UK yeah. doesn't lose to Wilmington with DJ Wagner. That, that you know you shouldn't lose to him without DJ Wagner. I cannot make that clear enough. But Roush, just like seeing him, I was surprised he was playing. I I was I, I'm. I'm kind of glad that like we didn't have like a will he won't he scuttlebutt people didn't really seem to like be mm -hmm. too bothered by it one way or another and we even made the case that like if you don't have them we want to see you come out hungry and play the way dillingham played i think they would have been okay but i think wagner just makes everybody better he collapses a defense he makes the defense have to react and this seems better when they're feeding off a reacting defense because they're always a step ahead they're always a step ahead when dj wagner's on the court he's important even if he's not scoring and again, you can take him out. He's going to need breaks, and I, you, you you can right the ship without him for a good bit. I would imagine. Hopefully, you could. But he's an important piece, and it's impressive. It's a really a testament to him that like it's not somebody that you have to rely on from passing or scoring. It's just a tempo setter. He, he is a kind of a Cal dream point guard. I I get the relationship here. It makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's your starting point guard, like. Yeah, 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 thank you. Well, too, too too long didn't listen. You summed it up perfectly. He's your starting point guard. You start him. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. When's the last time we got a? This. When's the last time we got a good whistle? Because it's not today. Oh, don't say that around U of L fans. Oh, by oh. the way, Kenny Payne. Oh gosh. I mean, Scoot, your thoughts. I, I, so I just watched the game. I didn't. It, what, did he say something after or? No, I mean they lost to DePaul. Yeah, uh, no, you, they you got did. killed by DePaul. Yeah, wasn't even I mean, close. I, poor Rutherford. I don't even know what you what you say for three hours. Well, that was going to be a volleyball heavy show, but U of L blew a two zero lead. 
Oh, which, wait, they the lost two? Oh, yeah. yeah. One of they my friends and lost in five. Texted me to say this to my wife, and she was like immediately like, "Well, let's go find him. I'm gonna whoop his ass." Like she was, she was <laughs> but she also did kind of see that coming for the U of L volleyball teams, like where they were very inconsistent. Could be so good, but so bad. But yeah, they um they they did blow a two nothing lead and then lost in five. Who who um, beat them? Pitt. Oh, okay. Who they split with in the regular season, and then Louisville basketball just DePaul. I mean. Yeah, and we gotta say this. Gotta we gotta be fair. The women beat UK's women again, seventh straight year. It's horrible. Yeah. Mitch, do you do you care about the women's basketball program? Yeah, and he and that, that, that like we'll find out. They're, they're going to eat this year with her and then move on. Like that's just how bad was new, it? New arena renovation. I think that that you, was part of like UK covered. It, they lost by twelve. It was oh, like a game in, okay. the, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. UK played hard. They did. They they played hard. Just they they lost though. So who who yeah. cares? They got they got uh, Asia Petty and Maddie Share pretty decent, but it's yeah. Yeah, no but besides that, I, I don't know what they're gonna do with Kenny Payne. They're they're in a they're in a tough spot. Because even if you do, I mean, do you just completely concede the whole year? But like you... that's the, that play the Yum Center shockingly somehow can get emptier. It can get emptier. And not that if you let them go that you're going to get like 20,000 butts in the seats, but I do think you would you would go from like legitimately three to 4,000 people, Roush, to maybe eight to 9,000. That's got to financially matter a bit, no? Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I, that's like a drop in the bucket. I did some rough estimates, and because um, I want to say Nick Coffey had pulled how much they made a game when they were averaging – like it was like the David Paget year, so Rocket. it wasn't even a good year. Oh yeah, and essentially they're losing three hundred thousand dollars a game at least. So, I mean, how many how many home games does it take to make up for whatever you got to pay for Kenny Payne's buyout? Right, like you're not going to get back to twenty thousand, but even if you get up north of ten to around fifteen, like that, that gets you the money that you were losing out on. I think they got to pay him six million, and it goes down maybe to like four million if they wait till April. But you, you just Correct. can't do that. You can't wait that long. So, and if you're if you're not going to wait, and you're coming to the grips that you're not going to wait, Scoots, then why not just rip that band aid off? I really like. I, I've had my Alex Cupper, who played for U of L and played in the NFL, and I were I don't I would consider him a buddy. I don't know if he considers me a buddy or not, but. He tweeted and he was like, yeah, like we need to worry about the feelings of UK fans. That wasn't the the sentiment of my tweet, but it is an interesting dynamic with the UK game because that place is going to be really, really blue. If Kenny Payne's not the coach, I do think U of L fans would rally a little bit around like, hey, let's, you know, we're going to get beat, but let's show up. U of L, you know, they did what we wanted. But then Cal would be, I think, a little ticked off. I do think Cal would legitimately. Yeah, he'd be angrier if Kenny got fired for that game. And I'll I'll let y'all in on a little bit that I and it's not really a bit because it is sincere, but it it is going to be funny because they're going to get riled up about it whether they admit it or not. But like once they do let Kenny Payne go, whether it be today or in a week or in three months, I'm going to start a Kenny Payne back to Lexington movement. (laughs) Because hell yeah, bring him on. Cats were rocking and rolling when Kenny Payne was an assistant. Yeah, he's not going to be the head coach. 
Fine by me. And it would just – we need to get Kenny Payne smiling again, Roush. We need well, to get no, him. he's still smiling. I think that's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's okay. All right, we need to get him smiling and wins again because it, it's yeah. a it's a good smile. You know, it, it's 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 in fact everybody smiles when you see KP smiling when the cats are rocking and rolling. We need to get that back. And well, if he's going to be hungry and motivated too, that I don't think it would happen. But I am going to push for it just so everybody knows. Uh, Louisville too. They uh, they might be competing for some other. High profile jobs. Jawan Howard of Michigan. There's a lot of yeah. It's such a weird situation. Such a so bizarre. I think he's just like bored out. Is he? But he's he's also had plenty of. He is back though, right? He had he had surgery. Correct. Uh, Yeah, he had he had a medical thing. He's at least with the bench. He's not head coaching yet. Which is weird. But that's weird. Yeah, you're back on the bench, but you're not the head coach. Well, so so. in that in that game against Indiana, he was actually sitting behind the bench. But yeah, I mean, he's still in that general vicinity. So they're they're in a weird spot. Uh, But that could be a potential school you're competing with. I mean, who's what's a better job right now? I I do think it's going to be a fascinating search. Uval cannot mess up the hire, but it does seem like. I, I'm, I'm, I've heard some Mick Cronin. If they were smart, they'd get Mick Cronin. I don't know if they, if you, how the money would all work with UCLA. They're paying him way too much money out there. But I do think Mick Cronin would rather get back to like this part of the country. You could get him. That'd be great. But if they got Dusty May, I, I don't, I don't know. They can make a bad hire here, and if they do, <laughs> right, right, that ain't that ain't going to be a good thing. Uh, Texture on the Thornton text line, and then we're going to head to a break. So sick of hearing people complain about taking the air out of the ball. Uh oh, oh no. We're up twelve with three minutes left, and you want us running off a missed free throw? Okay, I'm not. You know, there is a point like when this thing called closing time, but you can blow teams out too. Like it's okay. You you can beat a team by twenty five, and I know Kentucky has done that, but you could have done that against Penn. And I just think you're making your team worse when you slow them down. This like this group is not going to be as good slowing them down, so you should do it as little as possible. But I, I feel like I checked your box there, Texter, so sorry to add to your woes. <laughs> it is true. I didn't see that text prior. but um, And I'm not like making a huge stink about it. Roush is a good game. They won. They bounced yeah. back. Um, mm-hmm. Bradshaw was amazing. It was awesome. It, we do a radio show. You sometimes got to be a little nitpicky. Let's take our last break. Come back, wrap up the show, Scoots. How does that sound? Sounds great. Sounds oh, great. No. Great. Oh, oh no. no. Sounds really awesome. Let's now. do it. Oh, man. Now I can't hear Let's him. take our final break. Suck mm. it, Scoots. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I thought you had a day off yesterday. I did. Went in there, pick up my check, came home. Supervisor called me about four o'clock. Talking about they got me on videotape stealing boxes. With Walker and Roush. Showing stealing boxes for? What you trying to build a clubhouse? Welcome back. One final segment Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Appreciate you. Listening along, get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're going to read more texts to close out today's show. Remember Shady Rays for all your holiday shopping needs. ShadyRays.com had a buddy text me over the weekend saying, hey, what was the promo code again? 
Very simple. Big X. B-I-G-X. And 40%. Snap your fingers just like that. Uh, smart. Smart to save money around the holidays. Smart to get Shady Rays around the holidays. Great gift for just that, like, I don't really know what they want. I don't know if they're going to like. Who doesn't like a pair of polarized, beautiful sunglasses? And they're doing offers for mystery pairs. And they've got two physical locations. And the promo code works at those physical locations. You just tell them when you're checking out. Scoots, where are, where are those locations? Uh, you've got one at the Oxmoor Mall and then the Blue, Gra- Blue Grass Shops oh, of the mind. Outlet in Simpsonville. Oh. <laughs> outlet Shops of the Bluegrass? We're cursed. We're uh, cursed. We just can't. With KRC cursed. Now I, I, yeah, you, you've messed it up so many times. Now it's not even right in my head. I can't even spit it out. Yeah, it's that one's on me for sure. I made you misspeak there. 502-414-1450. <laughs> Gordon's text line. Uh, couple of quick hitters. Um, John Summerall going to Tulane. Um, I think that it's probably good news, right? He gets to move one more step up the ladder at a program that's had some sustained sustained success as of late. So he'll probably be able to keep that thing rolling for a little bit longer. Potentially a nice stopgap if he keeps that thing humming before going to Kentucky, perhaps. Um I know that's a, a lot of things on people's minds, right? Like they just don't just don't get a job too big, right? Like keep keep going up, but don't get don't get too big. Yeah, I know a lot of people want him back. How much more money is he getting paid? I know Troy came back with like a, a nice offer, like one point four million or something like that. I didn't I didn't actually see what he was going to make at Tulane, but more I'm assuming probably like two million. Gotcha. I I just. It, it seems lateral, but it's really not. Like Tulane is a, a much better job, but I just you had a good thing going where I'm was sure that like an SEC job was going to come calling soon enough, and you, now well, you kind of you know you're having to to start over a bit at a new place where like maybe it just doesn't click. You know, maybe that your first crop won't be very good, and you don't get a ton of time in this business. The the, the problem was that his uh, his quarterback that he had the last two years was going to be done. Um, and offense hasn't necessarily always been a strength of his there. Mm. So he, he kind of did about as well as he could have in those two seasons at Troy. Uh, so strike while the iron's hot, go to a place that's had some success over the years. We haven't gotten financial terms yet out on that contract, which I'm sure we will soon enough, but gotcha. Um, but love the green wave, love the green wave logo. So we'll keep on riding that bad boy down in NOLA. And, um, Jane Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner. Shout out to Jane Daniels for helping me. Ca- I, I had him at plus three seventy, so um, that was a that was a nice little lick on uh, Saturday night. Get uh, I, I had zero dollars in the FanDuel account. It was just all emptied on Jane Daniels. So thanks, Jaden, for filling that bad boy back up. Penix should have won. Oh, suck it, Scoots. It's ridiculous. They, they, I mean, does the team results not count for anything? LSU lost three you, games. Didn't even sniff no, the playoffs. I mean, no, it's for the it's Scoots, for you're the not best even player. Having, you're not even having like a real take right now. Like you're, you're I can't even. You're, you can't even fake through this. Yeah, I, I was, that, I was ticked that Penix didn't win. Save that soft bleep for the Spear Show. You'll get away <laughs> with a take like that there, but not, not here. All right, buddy. This Got is it. the big leagues. Got this it. is morning. This is morning radio in Louisville, Kentucky. You, you just don't. You can't get away with that. <sighs> Anyways, back to the text line. No, uh, but in all seriousness, I think they 
they got it right. I think they gave it to the best player. Um, they don't give it to the best player on the best team. It's not a team award. Uh, and he did it against better teams. No offense. Yep. LSU was like really highlighted how much they were padding their stats. The other, the other finalists. I love that. It's you got to look out for your guy. It, you know, you're trying to sell a, to a certain degree. So congrats. Uh, SEC has won what four out of the last five. Uh, sounds, sounds about right. I think since Lamar, the SEC has won, but they've come from uh, LSU and where. Alabama. Alabama, right? Yeah. Yep. Devontae Smith. And, it's crazy uh, that, like, until, you know, no, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I think 15 years ago, Alabama hadn't had a Heisman Trophy winner. That was, like, the thing, you know? Yeah, it was uh, Mark Ingram, correct? He yeah. The first one. And then and now Derek had, Henry, Devontae had, Smith. Uh, they've had 30 since then. <laughs> 5024141450, a texter says, Honestly thought our defense was quite good for most of the game. A couple slip-ups, but Penn made some really tough shots to start the second half. I, I agree with that take. Uh, I, mm. I think the defense was was solid, and I think they have potential to, to be really good. Another texter. Honestly thought our uh, DJ Rob, Reed, Trey, and Bradshaw, I think that's the go-to lineup come March unless Edwards makes some major progress. And the thing about Edwards, too, this is a good thing or a bad thing, I think Adutiero is a, a good – I think it's a good thing for, for Edwards because Adu plays hard. He plays really hard. He doesn't take plays off. I don't think he's like the most probably skilled or talented guy in the world, although he's come a really long way in that regard. But it's like, all right, Justin, if you just don't have it together and you're not playing well, we can at least put in a guy who's going to like outwork his the opposing guy. Man, you know? he, and Adu had – two offensive rebounds back-to-back in that first half that, I mean, I looked at Gill and I was like, that was really impressive effort on two straight offensive rebounds that kept the possession alive. I love Adu. And he does that, like, frequently. You know, he'll have he'll have stretches like that. It's not totally uncommon to see, and I know exactly which which part you're talking about. He, he plays hard, and if, Justin, if you can't match that intensity, Justin has a more natural skill set, we would think, although – neither one great outside shooters at, at this point, but Justin Edwards is like the, the first round draft pick Roush, not a do the arrow. So if Justin's not going to match that intensity, he's not going to play. And I, I think that that could be healthy for, for everybody involved, like get with it or get on the bench. Adu we'll is, get a better Justin Edwards or we'll get a, a hardworking a do the arrow. Adu is playing like with the confidence that Justin Edwards should be playing with. And Justin Edwards is playing hesitant, kind of like a dude should be playing with. It's, it's almost like they're in each other's bodies, you know? I, I I get what you're saying, and I I agree with that. And also, I think you see like a dude playing like a guy, I know how I have to play if I want to be on the court. Because that's that's where the numbers crunch is. That's where the log jam is going to be. Uh, DJ, you, you can make the case that like DJ, Reed, Rob, and Reeves, you can only really play anywhere from two or three of those guys at the same time, but between like Adu and, and Edwards, you don't have to play really either one of those guys. So they, they've got to, they've got to give it their all when they're out there. Adu does. Adu does. <laughs> Just, Justin, Justin, not as consistent, but he's younger. Hopefully he'll get with it. He does have this ceiling that's much higher than we think than Adu. Although 
I do think a do. I'm so sick of saying oh do. It's horrible. I'm not even trying to. Thierro, our buddy, <laughs> our buddy Thierro. He, he's far from a finished product too, though. He he's just scratching the surface, I think, as well. Yeah. Fun team. Uh, Fun team. Good group. TJ, um, something you might want to start monitoring. Uh oh. We've got um, we've got ourselves a streak at the three point line. That's that's active. I believe Antonio Reeves is now 20 straight games with at least one made three pointer. Oh, a three point yeah. streak. <laughs> it's right up your alley. Something to keep an eye on. What's the record? That Corey, I don't know. Corey Price, we got to hear it. They they yeah. showed it on the broadcast the other day. Wasn't it like 38? I can't remember who it was. I think it's 38. No, I could have missed it though. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, you got me hooked. Oh, yeah. That's just what TJ needed. Another three-point streak this holiday season. A texter says, this is for KRC. This may be totally wrong, and I don't really think many of these losses are on Kenny Payne. Louisville has four and five stars on their squad. They should be able to out-talent a team like DePaul and Bellarmine. The players just don't even look like they care yeah, to be that, there. That's why that's, it's on the coach. That's like on, that, Exactly. The coach is supposed to get those guys to buy in, to care, um, and he just hasn't. I really think that, like, this is this is wild to say, but I truly, down in my heart, believe this, Roush, that, like, we could have put together a better roster at UofL given their – like, us three. Like, going – like, it's, it's March 2023. The season ends. The portal's open. We got to keep some guys, and we got to bring some guys in. Like, it's like a video game if we got to control it. He did a horrible job with it. Like these, these is the talent there for some of these guys? Yes, it is. But they they don't play well, and that does fall back on the coach. Like they, they don't they don't try every possession. They are very undisciplined. They are sloppy with the ball. They don't value possessions, and like that's on the coach. That's your job to make sure the, your guys aren't doing those things. And rebuilds are not hard in college basketball. Scoots like you can get and just. UofL, whoever they hire, they could be a top 10 team this time next year. And the Yum Center could be a, a 1,000% full. You can do that. It's happened at other places. But Kenny Payne is just he, – he really is. I think, like, I, I love the guy. I do want him back in Lexington. It's going to be funny when we do that little bit. But he may be the worst head coach in a long time. The, um, the whole Karan Davis thing, too, where he's just in the stands – that's weird. Games. That's weird as well. It, it's so weird. There's just that's a lot. And that, that the thing is, that's like the 13th weirdest thing about this team this year. And, so. and I'll say this. I, everybody's always complimentary about Kenny. It's, they, you, it's like you have to before you crush the guy. He is doing way too much player blaming. Like, I, that's an old man take and like, oh, you, you, you're not going to look yourself in the mirror. But he keeps doing the like, yeah. well, we'll find guys who, who, who know what it's going to, you know, we'll find guys who will. I'll get the guys that will do this. But what, then what have, what have we been doing? What have you been doing all that time? <laughs> Isn't that what you're supposed to have already been done? And a texter says, I think Bradshaw has a ton of potential and will mold well as the season goes. Legit rebounder. I agree. I love also the intensity he plays with. Like that UK fans are suckers for that stuff. And he is, uh, he's animated out there, Roush. And it's fun to see. He, he will definitely be getting a technical at uh at some point this season hopefully it doesn't doesn't cost us but i, I love it i love you gotta i like yeah. people that play with a chip on their shoulder 
Um, if it does, Edwards doesn't play to his potential, are we national title good? It's a good question. Uh, that's a fun hypothetical. I, I think yes. I, I think you can still be national. Because I think like good. Bradshaw and why you know, like I think you can get the star power elsewhere. Yes. He's not your only one. Yeah, and years past, that's been part of the issue, Roush, where it's like, right. hey, if Cason Wallace isn't playing like an absolute star, then you're in trouble. You needed your stars to play like stars, and that's part of the reason Chris Livingston never really hit that next level. Is he playing at all this season? A texter on the Thornton's text line says, you have all fans on Twitter saying that Chris Mack didn't quit or lying to themselves. Chris Mack was 100% checked out, which is why he agreed on a settlement less than his buyout. Well, I... The stuff with Chris Mack, he, he, he did get a bad rap at UofL, but he's not totally blameless either. But he felt the administration picked the players over him. And at that point, I, then yeah, he was like, then pay me and I'll, I'll go. If like Their players were fighting. Their players were kind of knuckleheads, Roush. And Mack, and that's on Mack again. You were the guy that brought those players in. But the like administration sided with the players over Mac, and Mac was like, "Well, then, I, you know, if I've lost my players, and it wasn't all the players, but I think it was like Malik Williams who was kind of leading that charge." Uh, <laughs> yeah, gosh. Yeah, and he he was not he was not nearly good enough for all the the drama that he supposedly had brought. But he was like, "All right, if I've lost part of my team, and my AD doesn't necessarily support me, and they're willing to pay me money to just step away." And I think Mac regrets how everything played out. Obviously, you had the Gaudio audio, which was just not good for any anybody involved. But oh no, it was great for us. It, it you you appreciate Max at least X and O coaching a little bit more after seeing how how things have gone. A texter says, "What's your all's favorite Christmas movie, and why is it Eight Crazy Nights?" It's Four Christmases. <laughs> John here again with Bradshaw and Mint for his first game with his latest we can look and say Bradshaw's ready for North Carolina. Is he a starter? Yeah, he had a double-double. He's Of course, he's a starter. Yeah. Uh, or, or not, if he comes off the bench, it doesn't really matter so much, but he's going to play a ton. He's going to play a ton against UNC, and foul trouble is going to be something to monitor. On a side note, who cares about the NFL and any of the teams lately? The leagues, along with the refs, a.k.a. the puppets, make crap up as they go, and no, I'm not talking about the offsides crap. I might as well be watching Pop Warner football. The Chiefs will make the playoffs. Got to go. Cat you later. John's fired up. <laughs> he's really fired up oh man how about Chiefs that? fans just can't handle mediocrity well you got a bunch of bad receivers and this is how you've been rewarded you, you took a gamble let Tyree kill walk instead of paying him now you're stuck with Kadarius Tony John the good news is you can watch the next Patrick Mahomes the better Patrick Mahomes tonight Monday night football the pack attack taking on the New York Giants. I do like the Giants to cover. And then I like the Dolphins to have like a big, fun offensive explosion game. So I, I think they cover the big number over there as well. Uh, uh, you're, all, you're all tips and, and picks for tonight. Really need Saquon Barkley to keep my fantasy football season alive tonight. So need need double-digit scoring. Would like that. And, yeah, I, I, I got the Dalton's at like Dolphins at 35-plus. Points. So I a, I'm three nine against the Titans. I'm three nine and one against the NFL spread this week. I've got Titans and Packers. So bet against those. Oh, sorry TJ. Sorry <laughs> about your luck. All right, everybody enjoy it. Thanks for all the texts into the show. A rare Monday where we get through the Thornton's text line. Pretty impressive. Don't look at us. Look at us. Uh, check out Roush's hat on the Instagram page. Everybody have a great Monday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, oh, Nick Roush, and Justin Taylor. I gotta say it was a good day.